In this episode, I'm gonna reveal how I created a seven-figure run rate e-commerce brand in just 48 hours. You're listening to The Liftoff Show, the podcast for ambitious e-commerce entrepreneurs, helping you increase sales, profits, and build a powerhouse brand fast. I'm your host, Austin Lovell, and welcome to the show. So let's go back to the beginning. I got my first start in e-commerce and dropshipping when I was 17. I found these videos online. I thought, this is really, really cool. I was seeing all these people making all these sales and all this money. And I thought, I've got to give this a go because I was doing all these video jobs at the time and I was still in school. I was doing these video jobs here and there, but I thought, you know, these numbers that these people are talking about absolutely ridiculous. So I found what I thought was a winning product. I found this bracelet and I was going to do this free plus shipping offer. And I made this store called Apollo Apparel. And it was this basic Shopify store. It had these weird products, this random collection of, you know, female fashion items, different shirts and bags and dresses and things like that. And then at the center was this bracelet. And I was going to do this free plus shipping offer. And I thought, this is how I'm going to make millions. This is going to be the thing that gets me to where I want to be. This is going to be that magical thing. And I'm going to stop school. And no, that wasn't what I was thinking, but I was like, this is going to be huge. And so I launched it, didn't get the results, just didn't work at all. I got four sales using Twitter ad spots, just a bad idea, but it was good fun. Got a few sales and I thought, okay, I lost about $120 plus probably three to four days of my time. And I thought, okay, this is interesting that you can get sales for something that you don't physically hold inventory for. And so I tried and tested a few different stores through 2020. And then it got to about November of 2020. And this is where Solar Garden came to be. So in this episode, I want to walk through step-by-step exactly what I did to launch it, scale it up to a seven-figure run rate. And when I say seven-figure run rate, we're growing to the point where we hit 62K in revenue over a five-week stretch. We're consistently doing two to 2.5, you know, upwards of three, five, and even an 8K day over that stretch when we're scaling. And I was super confident looking at the trajectory of where things were going that we could consistently be hitting at least three, to 4K days on average when we were hitting probably a two to 2.5K days on average anyway. And so even though I didn't run it for a full year and it didn't hit seven figures, only hit 72K in rev, I think it's a very interesting story nonetheless. And there's a lot of things that if I was listening to this episode when I was first getting started, I probably could have done a lot better back then and got those sales numbers up, done it a lot better and built a better brand around the product that I was selling. So let's go back to the start of it. In November, I launched it for the first time. You know, I built it out. I had this idea and I thought, look, I'm gonna give this a red hot crack again. I'm gonna go for it again. I'm gonna build a one product store around this product and I'm going to see what I can do with it. Because at the time I was experimenting again with drop shipping while I was still running my agency and I still am, you know, I was experimenting with different products and I built a general store. I was testing, you know, five to 15 products on average, seeing what was working, maybe getting some sales. And I thought, cool, I'm going to build a store around this one product. And so this was the process. So let's go back. The first thing I did was obviously find that winning product on AliExpress. So I found that product. I thought, look, this meets all the criteria for a winning product. This is going to make sense. It's a good product. I know how to market it. I think we've got a really good target audience here as well. From there, I then found that same product on eBay because my goal was to sell it purely to an Australian audience. And if I could ship it straight from eBay using Australia Post, then it was gonna get to customers in three to five days. Rather than ordering from AliExpress from China, it's gonna take a long time to get here. And so the next thing I did was find the product on eBay, find a reputable supplier who had great reviews and a decent product cost so I could still make some margin on it. But I knew the fulfillment side was gonna be all taken care of. It was gonna be really fast and easy. 
Now starting with the real stuff. So I created a store. So I went onto Shopify, built one with the basic Shopify theme, got some branding all set up. I went onto freelancer.com. I set a project and said, hey, I've got this product and brand. I need a logo for it in like the next five hours. And so I got all of these bids, all of these different graphic designers. I picked one and we made the logo for Solar Garden and paid about $30 for it. So Overall, it was a pretty good logo for $30. I was pretty surprised. You know, it was really nice looking and it made a lot of sense. It worked well with the brand. And so I made that. I got the Shopify store all set up. Everything was looking good. And in terms of some apps that I added, I used a purchase pop-up app. I downloaded Dropified for fulfillment so I could fulfill in the dropshipping format through eBay. And then I also installed the reviews app Looks and I got the premium version so I could get a few more customer reviews on the product pages and the homepage. And so those are the apps that I installed. And for content and imagery, I just got it from the supplier. But what I tried to do was use images and content that weren't being used by all of the suppliers on AliExpress or eBay. I tried to get the niche ones where they were high quality HD images, but not everyone else was using them. I wanted to be a little bit different in that way when I didn't have the product yet because I ordered some of the product, I was getting some shipped to me so I could start creating some of my own content with my phone. But until then, I wanted to see if I could set myself apart from other stores or other suppliers selling the product. Product. At this time, I also made a Facebook page and I bought some likes. So I paid for like two and a half thousand page likes from this random dodgy online site. And so the likes were delivered in a few days. I put up some content on the page, filled in all the sections, the about us, the email, all of that kind of stuff, just to really fill it out and make it look more like a reputable online store. And later on, I'd come back and post some more content once we'd made some creative of our own. But then moving on to the next step, I assembled a small team. So who I was after, because again, I was fresh to this and I wanted to see how can I systemize this and scale this and see if we can grow this with a small niche team who focus on their particular things. And so I onboarded a virtual assistant for order fulfillment. I created a standard operating procedure in Notion, documenting step-by-step -step what they need to do and exactly how to fulfill orders through Dropified each day. And then I filmed a Loom video of me actually going and doing that process so they could see it in action. The next person I looked for was a customer support rep for Facebook and for email to monitor the ad comments and also any correspondence through from customers. And my goal was for the customer support response times to be as fast as possible. So I got someone onboarded there and that was all set. And then the last person that I onboarded was an ad buyer to scale the ads when the time was right and to oversee the Facebook campaigns, someone that was experienced in dropshipping media buying and could easily ramp up those campaigns if it was a winning product. And now moving on to the exciting stuff. So at this point, I then created the ads. So the foundation was set, the store was there, product, supplier, SOPs, team, everything was good to go. And this was all within the space of, you know, 48 hours from start to finish. When I found the product all the way through to launching the first Facebook campaign was 48 hours, two days. So the next part was creating the actual ads. And so of course, when you're drop shipping, you're very limited in the creative that you can get your hands on. You often have to use just suppliers imagery. You don't have much flexibility at all. And so that's what I did. But as I said earlier on, I tried to get the stuff that not many people were using, some of the stuff that, you know, some of the suppliers weren't actually using on their product pages, but some of the other ones were, you know, it was slightly different imagery of the products, different colors being used. And I thought, okay, cool. 
I'll use this instead. And so got a combination of video ads and images and it was some that were UGC style that I found online initially. So I actually found some content that customers who had bought the product from like AliExpress or eBay had been posting in their reviews. I screenshotted that and I used that as ad creative. Now looking back on that now, probably not the ideal way to do things, but you know, I was just like, cool, let's just launch this, get this live. It's a little bit of an experiment. And so that's what I went for, some UGC style creative. And obviously, as I said before, I ordered the product and it wouldn't arrive to me in obviously those 48 hours, but it took a little while. It was probably the week after when I actually got the product and I could start taking some photos with it, start shooting some content on my phone. And that's what I did, but I'll touch on that a little bit later. And I wrote the copy by myself and I tried to replicate what other successful dropshipping stores were doing. I tried to keep it very, very simple. I didn't want to go over the top, very simple ad copy, just focusing on the key pain point and presenting the product as the solution. And the next step was launching the campaign. And as I said before, I launched the first campaign on Facebook about 48 hours after I had the idea for the store. So I found the product within 48 hours, the campaign was live and everything was ready to go. And so I used a simple ad method just to test and just to say, look, is this product worth spending a lot more money on and worth trying to scale up and putting more time into? And alongside that simple ad method that I was testing, I also tested an ad method from a good friend of mine, Reza. And basically I was testing different angles, different interests, and then obviously different creative as well. Just trying to see what works. And literally right from the get-go, as soon as those campaigns went live, we started getting sales. And I think on the first day, I think it did $250 in sales, which was around about, sort of, I think it was six or seven orders, which was really cool. I was like, you know, the Shopify noise was on on my phone. I'm like, this is crazy. You know, getting sales back, thinking back to the previous failures I'd had with dropshipping stores, launching the bracelet and getting like four sales, totaling, uh, you know, a total value of like $50, you know, if that, because it was a free plus shipping offer. And then going to this where I made $250 in sales in revenue, the profit numbers was, it was like 50 to $60, I think overall, if not a little bit less or a little bit more. And so I was like, this is crazy. You know, I set this up and it's live and it's just made 50, $60 profit. And I was like, this is really, really cool. And so from there, I was obviously teamed up with the freelancer I had to do the ad buying and media buying and start scaling it up. After about four days or so of it chugging along and getting more and more sales and just some basic ad manipulation and optimization, just some very, very basic stuff, not trying to do anything crazy. It was getting lots of sales and I thought, okay, this is cool. We've got to ramp it up. There's definitely potential in this product and in this store. And so very quickly, we scaled the ad spend up to about 1.2 thousand Aussie in ad spend per day in the space of about seven to 10 days. So after that launch, after that first 48 hours of building it out and getting it live, pretty much seven to 10 days after that, we're at about one, 1.2 K in ad spend per day. And then the average daily profit was between 400 to a thousand Aussie, just depended on, you know, obviously how that day went, where the ad spend was up, if we were testing new audiences and obviously the spend was a little bit higher, but the profit was a bit lower. And then it got to a point, I think it was three to four weeks in where we hit our largest day. It was on a Sunday. We just just had a really good Friday, then it was an even better Saturday, the best day by far. I think on the Friday or Thursday and Friday, it hit about 2K, 2.5K in revenue, in profit. It was about, I guess, 15 to 20% profit margins at that point, if not a little bit lower. And so from there, Saturday was the biggest day I've ever had. It hit 5.5K, I think. And I was like, this is nuts. There is no way, you know, we just started this up like 10, 14 days ago. Like it hadn't been live for that long at all. And all of a sudden it hit a 5K day. And I thought, this is crazy. And 
and the ad spend hadn't increased all that dramatically on that day. We were doing a lot more testing and I guess the profit margins weren't ridiculous, but I was like, we scaled to that point. It wasn't like we were spending 5K on ads. You know, On that day, we probably spent 1.5 to 1.7K on ads and it hit a 5K day and I was like, this is crazy. And so from there, I thought on the Sunday, Sunday was typically the best performing day. And I thought, okay, if we just hit a 5K day, surely we're going to have a pretty quiet day like now, or maybe it's going to go even further up. And I was very, very wrong. On that day, we hit over 8,000 in sales. And that was crazy. Like it just kept going cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Like it was the Shopify sound all throughout the day. And my girlfriend and I were looking at each other throughout the day as it just kept going cha-ching. And then straight after another one and another one. And it was crazy because we're sort of experiencing that checking the Shopify dashboard. And that number was going up and up and up. So that was a very, very fun day seeing that happen. And we're consistently hitting between two to 2.5K in revenue per day. As I said, around those 10 to 20% in profit margins just depended on the day. And if we'd launched some new creative, because as soon as I got the product, I started filming some stuff myself on my phone, started taking some photos some I guess sort of selfies with it and some video content, some very basic stuff just to test our own creative. And really at that point, I thought it was on track to be a seven figure brand. It was going up and up and up and I was just in it. And I thought this is crazy. Literally launched it in two days and we're scaling it to this point. And then the final stage of what happened was what I call the stop. And this is when we ran into stock issues. So we were selling, selling, selling the Aussie warehouse that had all of the stock over in New South Wales. They ran out of stock and we had to start ordering the product from a backup warehouse in China off AliExpress and they were getting shipped directly from China. It was taking a long time to get there. Even though we did let you know the customers know, it was just destroying the customer experience because we we're built around being this Aussie brand shipping from Australia, fast shipping times, you know, great little brand going on a little store. And then all of a sudden we had to start shipping from China. There was sort of this period of like seven to 10 days where the new stock was coming. It was about to be restocked in Sydney and we could start shipping it out again, but we had this stretch where we we're still getting sales. And even though we did let them know, it was just like not a good customer experience. Extended waiting times, there was extra delays. You know, they said like 10 to 15 days in terms of shipping, but sometimes it was getting there like 30 days later. And that was just not good at all. And so that led to negative customer reviews, started dropping the page feedback score, which wasn't positive at all. And at that point, I stopped all advertising. I said, no, nah, like we need to wait for the new stock. And also there were some cash flow issues. Like we're spending a lot on ads each day, you know, spending one to 1.5K each day. I'd never spent that much in a day before on ad campaigns at all. Like I'd seen clients do it, but personally I've never gone near those levels. And so just really, I couldn't sustain it. We depleted our cash reserves very, very quickly. And I was just trying to scale aggressively and it sort of caught up with me at that point. And so we just had to stop. And after the delays with shipping, and then obviously with those cash flow issues, I just decided, look, got to pause, got to stop and take some time to make sure everything is good to go again before we launch. And so overall, the results, just to go through them quickly again, generated 62K in revenue in the five week stretch that the store was live. Over 900 orders generated, profit margins were at about 10% overall, you know, 10 to 15% on average. And yeah, had to stop because of those cash flow issues and just not having the cash to keep scaling with. And also because of those fulfillment issues with the warehouse running out of stock. And so what I learned from this process, uh, well, first of all, I learned a lot of things because this was my first 
real insight into dropshipping because of course I had tried other stores before, like I mentioned earlier on. I'd tried to launch other stores, launch different products and just didn't get the results I was looking for. Sometimes I'd spend like a week, two weeks building a store, launch it and get no sales. And you know, other times I'd launch some other stores, get a few sales here and there, but it wasn't like this. You know, this is my first real insight and diving into the deep end of dropshipping. And so some of the key things that I learned was that systems are everything. And having a kick-ass customer support rep or customer support team is insanely important. Of course, there's the systems when it comes to order fulfillment and the VA that we had working with us is incredible at doing that. And then obviously from an ad buying perspective, scaling those up, but customer support, huge. And I had an interview with Jason Wong, founder of Doe Lashes and also Wong House Ventures, you know, yesterday. And we're talking about building brands and the importance of customer support. And it basically said that most D2C brands you know, have no idea what they're doing when it comes to customer support. They don't give it enough attention and time and energy that it really deserves. Because at the end of the day, the customers are the people that got their credit card out and they've given you money in exchange for the product. And you need to be taking care of them and answering their questions as fast as you can, being there for them and being supportive. That's what customer support's all about. And I'm very fortunate that our customer support rep, Paul, was an absolute bowler for this period of time. Like he absolutely nailed it. He was getting back to people so quickly on our emails and any Facebook messages and ad comments. He was just lightning with it, getting back to them so, so quickly. And there was loads of negative customer experiences that turned into great ones because of the great work of Paul. And that's one of the major things I learned, that customer support in dropshipping, in e-commerce, in any D2C brand is so, so important. And you'll probably never remember the good customer experiences you had. You You'll remember the great ones and you'll also remember the ones that were terrible. And so we were always aiming to have like great, you know, next level customer experience and customer support. And so that was one thing that I really, really learned. And the second major thing is that it all needs to be about the customer if you wanna build a long-term brand. And when it comes to building a brand, it's not just about posting content on a social feed. It's about really being there for your customers, engaging with them, focusing on brand. And Solar Garden, Solar Garden wasn't a brand. Like it was a dropshipping store. And for me to classify as a brand would be wrong because it wasn't at that level. You know, we weren't spending that much time and attention on building community. And that would have been so, so important. And I think this was one of the mistakes I made previously Previously, when I was launching other stores or trying to launch new products is that if you focus on the customer first and you focus your copy, your ad creative, your messaging, just the product you sell and the brand and everything towards solving the customer's problem, moving them away from pain and towards pleasure and fixing that number one hair on fire problem that they're facing, that's gonna really build community. It's gonna make sure that your brand can grow and that you can turn from a store into a brand, that you can be more than just a drop shipper and you can turn into a brand owner. And so that was the next major thing that I learned that if you wanna be in this long-term, because I don't see many drop shipping stores where they really take brand building seriously if they don't wanna be in it for a long time. The long-term brands focus on the customer. The long-term brands focus on giving the best customer experience possible, also with the best products. And so that was the next major thing I learned. And that wraps up this episode. I hope you've got loads of value out of it and you can take some key things away from this, apply them for yourself and maybe skip some of the issues and mistakes that I made. Launching this store and having my first real crack at dropshipping taught me a lot and I really hope you got something out of it as well. So thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you in the next episode.